Welcome to another edition of It's a Football Podcast. I'm Safi Dean, joined by Tyler Dragon. We are your NFL insiders with USA Today Sports Plus. Uh, we wanted to give you a little bit of a preview into the NFC uh, you know, conference heading into the season. And we will have that for you later on in this podcast. But we have some breaking news we want to start off with. Um, and Baker Mayfield is on the move, Tyler. The Cleveland Browns have finally traded Baker Mayfield to the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Baker Mayfield will join Sam Darnold in Carolina, join Coach Matt Rule, uh, who's going to be on the hot seat this season if he doesn't put it together in Carolina. But Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, number one and number three picks from the 2018 draft will be competing in in training camp with Carolina. Uh, the Browns will pay Baker Mayfield $10.5 million to go away. They're going to pay him money to play for Carolina and in return, a fifth-round conditional pick, uh, which could be a fourth-round pick, is what Carolina sent for him. So, Tyler, first of all, I mean, pennies on the you know pennies on the dollar for for a trade for a number one pick um, is something that we kind of expected. And um, I don't know, what do you think, Sam Darnold and and, and Baker Mayfield are going to look like in training camp for Carolina uh, in a couple weeks, man? Hmm. So. My initial reaction is, yes, what's going to happen with Sam Darnold now? You know he's not happy about this trade. And then they did draft Matt uh, Corral, too, for the Panthers. But then I was thinking, Sam Darnold, USC quarterback, Pete Carroll, former USC coach, Seattle Seahawks. Maybe Sam Darnold will go to Seattle and be with former USC head coach Pete Carroll. But uh, going back to the Carolina Panthers, um, I do think it's uh, – I, I do think Baker Mayfield is a little bit better than Sam yeah, So really? a slight upgrade. I mean, it's oh. not anything earth-shattering. I think by the slimmest of margins, he's better than Sam Darnold. And it, it kind of gives him a fresh start. He wanted a fresh start. He wanted out of Cleveland after – they got Deshaun Watson, um, and a, a chance for him to kind of revitalize his career. Um, we know the uh, Carolina Panthers, they're not going anywhere fast. Uh, we already <laughs> talked about uh, the, you know, the, the NFC South and, you know, you got the Bucks right there. You got the New Orleans Saints that are obviously better. Um, but I do think this is a pretty good move for the uh, Panthers. Um, they're not – happy with Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold is, you know, a middle-of-the-road, bottom-tier quarterback, and maybe it's time for him to move in a different direction, and I do like uh, him being in uh, Seattle with the Seahawks, so I'm waiting to see if that actually comes into fruition, Um, but it's an okay move. It's an okay move. Yeah, it's an okay move. It's just, it's headlines because it's Baker Mayfield. Um, He's somewhat of a polarizing quarterback in himself. Um, and especially a little bit more because of the fact that the Browns signed Deshaun Watson to $230 million guaranteed, um, even though they still don't know how much Deshaun Watson is going to play next season. Um, I don't know if this does anything much for Carolina. I feel so sad for uh, Matt Rule, the Carolina Panthers coach. Uh, this is year four for him. I believe he's on a four or five year deal, but um, he's not been able to get a quarterback in Carolina. Um, first was Sam Darnold. They thought they'll bring Cam Newton back in. Cam Newton scored a couple touchdowns in Arizona, set on back, and he left right after that. 
um, wasn't really big of a factor and for the Panthers team and his second run with them. Um, Baker Mayfield, you're hoping for a spark, but I think Matt Rule here is trying to see if anything sticks to the wall, if anything can stick to the wall. This is a coach who came out of Baylor, um, offensive-minded coach, did really well in Baylor and thought his offense could be you know, the next big offense in the NFL. It just hasn't worked out for him in Carolina, and I'm not sure if this Baker Mayfield trade is going to work out for him either. I mean, a couple months ago, Robbie Anderson, one of the receivers on the Panthers, was tweeting, no, you know, I don't want Baker right. at all. And now he's going to be teammates with him. So, um, you know, it's all interesting altogether, man. And you guys are going to listen to our NFC previews here. Um, you know, I'm not giving the Panthers a chance even more with Baker Mayfield. Uh, just like I didn't give the Falcons a chance. You guys will hear later on how I feel about the Bucks and the Saints and how we feel about that rest of the NFC altogether. But I think personally, uh, you know, for Baker Mayfield, I guess, um, you know, happy for him that he's moved on, happy for him that he's going to have another opportunity. We'll see if he can make the most of it. But I think Baker Mayfield, he's a quarterback that we already we already know what he is. I don't think I think his ceiling's already reached. He's a player that's going to, no matter how hurt he is, he's going to go out there and play for you, which is a great attribute. Um, you know, he's he's he wears his heart on his sleeve. Does he's not afraid to share his feelings or um, speak out against anybody, um, which you either hate, love him for or you hate him for it. And as a player, you know, he's not that, uh, you know, he's not an A-plus. He's not a five-star caliber quarterback. Um, he's a three-star. You kind of know what he's going to get. You're going to get from him. Um, and essentially, they're just hoping to get something going in Carolina. I really think this is something to see if it sticks to the wall. I don't think Carolina is a playoff team anymore. I don't, I don't think I don't think they were to begin with. But, um, you know, I definitely don't think they will be, like, bottom of the NFC. I think they'll probably be, like, maybe in the hunt, you know, towards the end of the season. We'll, we'll see. Yeah, you know, the pressure is really going to be on him to succeed in Carolina, too, because this is probably his last chance. And his deficiencies um, are in danger of getting exposed in Carolina if he doesn't get better, because he doesn't have a stout offensive line anymore like he had in Cleveland. And he doesn't have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt to hand the ball off to. Now, yes, they do have Christian McCaffrey, but Christian McCaffrey is more of, you know, a pass catching running back. He can run in between tackles, but, you know, that's not his best attribute. And so he's going to be asked to throw the football often in Carolina. You got DJ Moore. You have Robbie Anderson, who's not excited for him to be there. <laughs> so he's going to be asked to throw the football 30, uh, maybe even 40 times a game. Oh, dear. And you're not going to <laughs> be able to hand the ball off to Christian McCaffrey 25 plus times a game. So, Baker Mayfield, what can you do throwing the football? What can you do throwing the football with precision? What can you do throwing across the middle? What, what are these deep passes like? What are these deep outs like? You're going to have to throw all these. You, you're going to have to widen up your repertoire throwing the football. And we don't know. And based off what we saw in Cleveland, we don't think Baker Mayfield can do that. And definitely what we saw from Odell Beckham's uh, junior's dad. <laughs> we don't think he can make those throws. And he's going to be asked to make them routinely in Carolina. Yeah, look, I don't know how much better or worse you get with Baker and Sam Darnold. Um I like Sam Darnold a little bit more. He's got the size. Uh, oh, like you think Sam Darnold's better than I like, Baker Mayfield? I liked him a lot more out of college than I did Baker. Okay. Um, you know, but I don't think this does anything for Carolina. Um, it's nice to have a competition. You always want a QB competition. 
And uh, hopefully one of those guys wins the team over and, and is able to kind of um, help that team moving forward. But, you know, for me, this signals another thing, Tyler. We, we spoke about Seattle. You're going to hear about what I said about Seattle uh, later on in this podcast and what I said about them a couple weeks ago here. But uh, the Seattle uh, Seahawks, they didn't trade for Baker Mayfield. It's even more reason to think they're going to rebuild. Um, and I don't think they're going to trade for Sam Darnold either. I think hey, this was a calculated – this was a calculated trade by Carolina. Have them – have the two of them compete and – if one of them gets hurt or one of them, you know, you have the other one right there. I don't envision both of them on the roster. I do not envision Sam Darnold on the roster. And comp- and being number two holding the clipboard, meanwhile, you have what's going on with the Seattle Seahawks. You got a USC former head coach and Pete Carroll. And then down there in Houston, I mean, you got some other quarterback situations that don't look too good right now. And maybe Sam Darnold, maybe, hey, Go back to the West Coast, go and play in Seattle. I, I'm telling you, keep watch out for that move. Watch out for that move. All right, we'll watch out for it. We'll, we'll watch out for it, uh, guys. We uh, we started our podcast originally before the Baker news came out. So what you're going to hear next is an NFC preview before training camp. By the time you hear this, it's going to be about 26 less than 26 days, less than 20 days, excuse me, until uh, training camp starts around the league. So. The offseason is about to be over. The season's about to begin, and we love nothing but quarterback news to kind of get us going on It's a Football Podcast. Tyler, where did the summer go, man? Right. I mean, it's I can't believe that training camp starts later this month, but, you know, for us, training camp is the official start of football season because that's when times really get busy but I I cannot wait there are a lot of uh, storylines I want to see play out I want to see what the new additions uh, will bring uh, to their uh, new teams and I want to see what the defending Super Bowl champions are going to do to defend their crown so you know there are a lot of uh, great storylines juicy storylines that I'm looking forward to uh, covering during training camp Definitely, Tyler. And like you started um, just now, you know, let's start it off with the defending champs, the Los Angeles Rams. It's been two straight years since the NFC team won the Super Bowl. The Rams last season beat the Cincinnati Bengals. And before that, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. So we're going to see if the NFC can pull off three in a row this year. Um, and the Rams might have one of the best shots out of any teams, Tyler, uh, you know, um, Aaron Donald is back. He's re-signed to a lot of money. Cooper Cup is re-signed to a lot of money. <laughs> Matt Stafford also got paid after leading Los Angeles to a Super Bowl last season. Um, Tyler, I have one concern about the Rams, and I think you already know what it is. But I guess, you know, what do you think uh, are the Rams' chance of really repeating next year? Do you think they really have a shot? Well, I mean, we might not have to play this season because when you start off, you said – Tampa Bay won. Tampa Bay won in Tampa. Mm-hmm. The Rams won in L.A. Yeah. The Super Bowls in Glendale, Arizona, where the Cardinals play. So that chill means out, the Cardinals chill out, chill out, right? Chill out, chill out, chill out. We don't Tyler. even got to play the season. Tyler, we don't got to see. We Tyler, already know, right? Tyler, relax. Even you know the Cardinals. Well, I'm, you know what? I, I just realized what you just did right there. You know, that that's me not being on the shtick of the show. Of it's a football podcast, you just and you're wearing Cardinal red. Like I'm doing it for you. I I I got you. (laughs) I had you all turned up, ready to attack the Cardinals. This is what you do on it's a football podcast. You rail on them any chance you get, but I don't think they're going to win at home this year. I think that streak also breaks too. 
Oh man, I thought I thought you were going with some. I I thought you know the season was over. We can wave the white flag. The Cardinals gonna win because you know three in a row, the trifecta. So it's that's not 50, gonna happen. It's been fifty plus Super Bowls, man. In the last two, <laughs> the home team actually won in their own stadium. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I feel you. Well, to answer your other question, um, you know, I do. I like the Rams' chances. I think the NFC as a whole has gotten weaker. And that has uh, opened the window even more for the Rams to repeat. And in my opinion, they got better this year. Yes, I know they lost Von Miller. That's a huge loss. But to supplement that, they got Bobby Wagner. He plays different position, obviously middle linebacker, but he's one of the best middle linebackers in the NFL and has been for the, I mean, almost a decade now. And, you know, you have him in the middle. Then you have the best defensive player in football in Aaron Donald and a top two, top three cornerback in Jalen Ramsey on the outside. So you have a Hall of Famer on every level of the defense for the Los Angeles Rams. And then you go over on offense. And in my opinion, they obviously got better. You know, you still have Cooper Cup. We all know what he can do, one of the best receivers in all of football. Matthew Stafford, a top 10 quarterback. And then you go ahead and get Allen Robinson, who, in my opinion, is an upgrade over uh, Odell Beckham because he's healthier and younger. So when you put him in that system, you still might get Odell Beckham back because the Rams have interest in re-signing him. And, oh, by the way, Cam Akers is... Uh, a little bit further removed from an Achilles injury that he was hampered with during the Super Bowl trying to recover from that. So your offense has got a lot of firepower and probably going to be even better than it was last season. And then you have a defense that's still hungry and still has the best player overall in football in Aaron Donald. So I think the Rams are loaded and they might be in uh, Glendale, Arizona, <laughs> playing in the Super Bowl at the Cardinals Stadium. You mentioned the offense, Tyler, and man, that firepower is a perfect word to explain it. And I think when you're going, when you're going into year two of the Matt Stafford era with the Rams, and you have a lot of returning players in the mix, Cam Akers, like you said, um, who miraculously recovered from an Achilles uh, tendon tear in a matter of months, let alone a year. Um, was able to show up for you last season a little bit at times, even though your run game couldn't get going in that Super Bowl. Um, Allen Robinson's a great outside receiver. He's going to definitely take a lot of pressure off of Cooper Cup. Um, you know, and that's something that the Rams desperately needed because when Odell Beckham went down in the Super Bowl last season, um, it was obvious that they really game planned around o OBJ. And uh, they had to force feed Cooper Cup in the fourth quarter. Successfully, they did so. Um, to win that game. But Allen Robinson opens another dynamic to that offense a little bit where maybe, you know, Odell Beckham is a great receiver. He's he's more of a slot than outside receiver, but he's so talented. He does play outside. Um, Allen Robinson is strictly an outside receiver, a jump ball guy to me. Um, and when I look at his play, it definitely opens things up for Cooper Cup. Um, like you said, OBJ can return. I would love to see that. And, and like I've said before here, Tyler, you don't need OBJ for September, October, November. You barely even need him for December. He needs to be all right, healthy, um, adequate enough, and, and uh, you know, electric enough to get you by in maybe like weeks, you know, 15, 16 at the end of the season, get you into January, February time when you really need him to play. Um, but the Rams have to get there. And the one thing that I 
feel the Rams will have to overcome is, like you said, Tyler, the hungry part. You know, you're hungry. The way you're hungry for the first Super Bowl, it's completely different than when you're a defending champion, right? There's so much more that goes into it. There's your you worked your whole entire life to get to the Super Bowl. You've heard everything and anything and all the criticism everywhere. And you could either turn your defending championship season into a victory lap or one where you're exposed greatly because other teams are gunning for you. You got the target on your back and everybody's going to give you their best shot because they know you were the champs and every game you play is a statement game for the other team more so than it is for your team. Um, the Rams are going to have to deal with that. It's a reason why we haven't had a reach P champion in almost 20 years. Um, and it's a reason why this game is, 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 is so much of why we love it. You know, there's never, you know, it's not, it's not like college football where Alabama and Clemson and those teams are, are, are dominating year in and year out. Every team, every, well, not every team, but most teams in the NFL, if you're a playoff team in the mix and you get hot at the right time of the season, like the Rams did last year, um, you could make a run. Yeah. And I do think, you know, they are going to be, you know, have to battle with themselves because they won the Super Bowl last year. So it's that complacency that seeps in naturally. But, you know, Aaron Donald, he came back for a reason. I know he was contemplating retirement and you still have Cooper Cup in his prime. Matthew Stafford is in his prime. You got a lot of uh, players at, at and the Rams organization that are smack dab in the middle of their prime or, you know, toward the end of their prime. So I do think that they'll still be hungry because the NFL, I always say, it stands for not for long. And these Super Bowl windows, <laughs> they definitely don't last for long. And there are very few teams that experience um, being in a Super Bowl window. And the Rams still are in one. And then the Super Bowl it's still relatively close to L.A. being in Glendale, Arizona, so a lot of fans will travel if they do indeed make it. But one question I do have for you, though, we all think the Rams are the runaway winners in the NFC West. Do you think the 49ers or the Cardinals or, dare I mention, the Seattle Seahawks have any chance in the NFC West? Because, I mean, I don't. I think – the 49ers have the best chance to, you know, compete with the Rams. But even then, I don't I, – I can't put a lot of faith in Trey Lance uh, to beat uh, L.A. Rams team. Uh, he's still a young, inexperienced quarterback. I do like his talent. I do think he has a strong arm and has some mobility. But I just think that's asking a little bit too much out of him. But that 49ers defense – they do concern me if I'm the L.A. Rams, and they still are a playoff team because of that defense. I think Fred Warner is the best linebacker in football. I think if any team is going to have a shot, uh, you know, I, we all know the 49ers have been a thorn in the in the Rams' side um, for much of recent years with Sean McVay as the Rams coach and um, Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> is the four. It's the off season, Tyler. It's the off right. season. It's, the off season. it's all good. But it's Kyle all good. I'm here to help. Those two guys have been going at it back and forth, and like I said, the Rams have always experienced the 49ers, and um, you know they had to get past the 49ers in the NFC title game, which was a real, you know, I guess change of the guard and, and maybe that rivalry there. But if there's one team in the NFC West that could probably challenge the Rams or maybe even. Get into the wild card mix, Tyler. I'm gonna say your Cardinals, man. I'm gonna say your Cardinals, and wow. and here's why: DeAndre Hopkins is gonna start the season on suspension, right? It's slated for six games, could be three, could be four. Um, 
But if you got DeAndre Hopkins towards the back end of your season, so he's fresher after not playing the first month of the year. If he's fresher in December and January, I mean, those are the games where you're going to go up against your NFC West opponents. Those are the games where everybody else will be tired and you will have a month of being a little bit more fresher. Um, and I think Kyler Murray and, and that crew with with Marquise Hollywood Brown as well and James Conner and Zach Ertz, that's a pretty good offense too in Arizona. Um, they just have to wait for Hop to come back. And I think if there's any team to, to really challenge the Rams, it would be that, but it would be the Cardinals. But we'll see, man. Like you said, Tyler, many, many times ago, you know, the Cardinals started, what, 7-0 last season mm-hmm. and <clears throat> completely fell flat to the Rams in the playoffs. Um, I think that the Cardinals could be in for a hungry season. Maybe this red shirt I'm wearing is just doing too much of my commentary right now, but um, I, I still think the Rams are the far, the far-fetched favorite in the NFC West. What concerns me about the Cardinals, uh, everything you mentioned, number one, DeAndre Hopkins being suspended and them notoriously starting off fast and tailing off at the end. But another issue I have with the Cardinals is how are they going to rush to pass through? The loss of Chandler Jones is a tremendous blow. I know they still have Marcus Golden and J.J. Uh, Watt over there. But, you know, Chandler Jones, that was arguably the best defensive player on their team, along with Buda Baker. And without him, they're going to have a real tough time rushing the passer. Yeah, Chandler Jones was one of the best edge rushers in the entire NFL last season at that. Um and, and, you know, real quick on the 49ers and the Seahawks, man, I'm, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo still in San Francisco. I think he's still going to play. I'm not sure if they're going to make a trade yet, but I don't know why. You know, I think it's worth it. I mean, the contract-wise, it might be worth it to keep him You around. think he's still going to play? Yeah. I mean, they got to the NFC title game last year. Why would you want to break that apart? Unless Kyle Shanahan really hates him. I mean, I Kyle Shanahan has already said he's ready to trade him. He <laughs> said, his, you know, his time Ouch. with the 49ers is over. Like, Ouch. he's already, like, burned that bridge. I don't think he can, there's any coming back from that. He said this publicly <laughs> at a press conference where everybody was watching on TV. <laughs> and I think Seattle, we, we mentioned this a couple weeks ago, Tyler, or I mentioned it. I think Seattle needs to tear it down, man. Tear it down. Tear trade everybody. Down. Trade everybody. Get seven picks for DK Metcalf. Get about five for Jamal Adams and rebuild it. How are you going to fill the seats? I mean, there's enough 12th man around. You know, people like to do stuff on Sundays in Seattle, you know. You still go watch some games. If Seattle tears it down, all those 12th man fans will be at Starbucks. They'll be at Starbucks. (laughs) They'll probably be playing wide receiver. Who knows? (laughs) <laughs> right receiver, quarterback. I mean, they got Drew Locke at quarterback. Did you see what the PGA Tour? The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open. The U.S. Open. Yeah, man. Even when the U.S. Open is talking mess about your quarterback, you know it's bad. You know it's bad. All the way from New York. All the way, All the from, way New from New York. Wow. Well, Talk about out, getting stray bullets. Shout out to the social media manager with the U.S. Open. What a, what a wonderful weekend by you. Um and we love it. We love it. And I'm sorry, Drew Locke. Drew Locke was a great sport about it. <laughs> Wishing everybody a happy fourth, including the person who works that account. Um, we love <laughs> when players can make some light of it. And uh, unfortunately, Drew Locke is getting uh, a lot of the flack. And, you know, maybe it's deservedly so or not. But we'll see how he does in Seattle. We'll see how the NFC West plays out, Tyler. Um, but, yeah, my biggest concern with the Rams is there's a different mode you have to be in when you repeat and um, I don't want to say complacency. 
as a word. I don't think the Rams will be complacent, but I definitely think they're going to get everybody's best shot, and that might affect them a little bit more than we all think right now. Okay. I still got the Rams as my uh, early Super Bowl favorite right now. If you got the Rams as your Super Bowl favorite, I'm going to tell you mine right now. Let's not even waste any more time in the podcast. Soffit's Super Bowl favorite from the NFC is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's it, I'm really putting it out there. I'm really putting it going out on a limb here, Tyler. But okay. uh, Tom Brady coming back for season number 23. 20, 23, right? Yeah. Look at that. The season number 23 for Tom Brady. He's decided he doesn't. He's not ready yet to be a Dolphins owner. He's not ready yet to uh, call games on Fox just yet. Um, but he's got one more season in him in Tampa Bay. And I think uh, the Buccaneers, um, you know, obviously they lost to the Rams last season, um, the game before the NFC title game. And it was a close game. The Bucks defense brought them back. Tom Brady had a good couple of th- uh, touchdown throws late in that game to, um, you know, kind of help them keep it close. But the Bucks lost in the final minute. And uh, obviously a disappointing season in the way Tom Brady didn't want it to end. But also at times it did feel like he was kind of reaching a little bit, trying to overextend himself a little bit. Um, Still, Tampa Bay has one of the best wide receiver duos in the league in Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Um, They added Russell Cage from the Falcons, who I like. Leonard Fournette has returned as well. I still think Gronkowski is going to come back maybe like December, January time. Tyler, who, you know, anytime you can win a little hardware and get some rings to it, I think Gronk is all about that. But I don't see the Falcons, Saints, or Panthers giving the, the Bucks any kind of challenges. Maybe the Saints because they got a good defense. Um, but I still think Tom Brady, once you have Tom Brady, um, and we saw the last time how he plays, he still got it. He's not slowing down anytime soon. I still think the Bucks should be a very formidable favorite. I think they should be one of the favorites in the NFC, but I do not have them going all the way to the Super Bowl. And the reason I say that is because they lost some offensive linemen. They lost Rob Mm Gronkowski. They lost Antonio Mm -hmm. Brown. Sue is not returning. Jason Pierre-Paul's not returning. So these are some key contributors on their team on both sides of the ball that are no longer there. Yes, they did an adequate job trying to replace uh, those players, you know, with Russell Gage and everybody. But overall, Tom Brady, best quarterback of all time, but he's going to be 45 years old in August. Then you got, you know, just receivers that you got to, you know, find a rapport with like Russell Gage. And then a defense that is missing uh, some pieces and has to fill the void from Sue and Jason Pierre-Paul. And I just think that's going to be a little bit too much to overcome when you play a team like the Los Angeles Rams, who are my Super Bowl favorite. Um, I do think they're probably number two going into the season in the uh, NFC. Uh, The Packers are up there. and then I Tyler, might, Tyler, you're gonna waste the rest I, of the I'm, podcast. Yeah, okay, Tyler. yeah, I'm not okay. <laughs> I, I I do think they're the best team in the NFC South. That's not saying much, but, though. But no, because the Saints. I think the Saints. When I look at the Saints roster, I mean they, besides the Bengals, they might have the best three receivers core in the NFL. I mean, you got Mike Thomas coming back from injury. Is he? Jar- 
Jarvis Landry, okay. and then Chris Olave. I mean, Chris Olave is going to be good. A standout receiver at Ohio State. Oh, and I didn't even mention Alvin Kamara at running back. So, what, Jameis Winston, what are you going to do at mm. quarterback? The Saints have one of the, the best re, uh, receiver trios in the National Football League. Their defense is good with Demario Davis, and now they got Tyron Matthews. So, I really like this Saints roster, and I think they could compete with the Bucs. They do give Tom Brady trouble. I think they might, you know, split the season series. So, I mean, I, I don't have the Bucs as the far and away favorite in the NFC South because I do like what the New Orleans Saints did this offseason, and I think they can compete with the Buccaneers. Ty, let me ask you a question as we uh, focus on the NFC South here. Um, the Bucks and the Saints are in very, very similar coaching situations. Uh, Bruce mm-hmm. Arians stepped away from Tampa Bay. He's still going to be in some kind of front office role. Um, but Todd Bowles has taken over as a coach, was a defensive coordinator for that Super Bowl winning team, and has been there for a couple seasons with Bruce Arians. Uh, Dennis Allen has taken over as New Orleans Saints coach after Sean Payton stepped away. Um, has been their defensive coordinator for several seasons as well. Um, very mirrored images uh, of, of a coaching situation, so to speak. Um, which coach do you think is more set up for success? Is it Dennis Allen with everything that's he's got on offense and his own defense, or is it Todd Bowles with having one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time and his defense that's just missing a couple holes? I think it's uh, Todd Bowles because more things are kind of still in place you, and you have – like you said, the best quarterback of all time and Tom Brady right there. Todd Bowles has been a head coach before. And then you have the old head coach upstairs kind of helping you out. If you need some advice, you need some, you know, mentorship. He has right there upstairs. So I think Todd Bowles is set up for the uh, most success in Tampa Bay. And when you look overall, the Bucks have a little bit better roster, top to bottom. Offense, defense, special teams than uh, the um, the Saints, but don't sleep on the Saints. Don't if Jameis Winston has like a resurgence and won't turn the ball over twenty plus times like he did, uh, you know, before. I do like what they have cooking in New Orleans, and yes, I use the word cooking in New Orleans, and you know, yeah, that, that was. You, you get it. Yeah, it was on purpose. Yeah, pun, <laughs> pun, pun intended, pun intended. Um, shout out to the food in New Orleans. Shout out to New Orleans, man. Um, uh, you know what? I, I really hope Jameis can, you know, rehab again. And, you know, he tore his ACL last year and looked like he was having a really great year before that injury happened. Um, and it's really going to be up to him to put it together. You know, this is what Jameis Winston kind of, it's kind of like a prove-it year for him, in my opinion. You know, you re-signed with the Saints. Um you're, you're coming off the ACL tear, uh, you know, your former number one pick, uh, you know, the Bucks. they could have brought you back if they wanted to, but it wasn't an option for them. Um, and then, you know, not even that you have, uh, you know, arguably what you said, one of the best receiving cores. If Mike Thomas comes back, Mike Thomas has been out for what, a year and a half, at least with an ankle injury. Um, and if he can return to any kind of, you know, form of what he was before, uh, the Saints should be in really great shape. Uh, you still have Alvin Kamara, who's one of the best running backs in the league, um, one of the best you know dual threat backs in the league, and uh, I'm really excited about Chris Olave too. And you got a defense that's kind of still in place. 
Um, so it's up to the Saints. I think the Saints could really push for a wild card berth. Um, they were close last season, really close last season, uh, but not close enough and, and, and made Sean Payton go ahead for the Bayou and, and go do some crawfishing and stuff like that outside on the Bay. But, um, you know, for me, I, I think Tampa Bay is still the team to beat here in this division. I'm still going to take them in the playoffs, too. I mean, look, they were able to – the Rams were able to beat them last season, but it's hard to bet against Tom Brady all the time. I mean, even at 45, it's, it gives you a little window to that. But you The know, Rams beat them at their house, too. I mean, that's not saying much. Not, I mean, you go to Tampa and beat Tom Brady in his own backyard? <laughs> that, that's saying a little bit. It's, it's, not so, really like, it's not really like a tough place to play, though. <laughs> It's not. And the, any plays, <laughs> if you're on the road in the playoffs, it, it's, it's it's tough. I'm not. So, yes, I get what you're saying. It's not one of those, you know, rowdy environments. No, it's I not mean, rowdy. And, you know, it's like a road playoff game. Is yeah. No, you do no, have to sure. give them credit for that. Yeah, I give now, them credit for the cross-country win. I mean, but it's like Tampa, bro. It's like 90 degrees. Yeah. Everybody's happy, bro. Everybody's happy to not be playing in you the know, cold uh, in January. Us on Pacific time, we don't like going to East Coast time and, you know, having to play games. And it just throw, throws it off. Throws it all throws off. It off yeah. Yeah. yeah, I know. But I know. so you, we both didn't mention the Panthers and the Falcons. I mean, no love for them in the NFC South. No love. The they, Panthers. What? I mean, Sam Darnold Carolina? talking a whole bunch of craziness and he's talking it? with his chest out this offseason, is it? I mean, I'm not even listening to what Sam Darnold got to say, to be honest. You want to talk about the Falcons? Uh, I don't know. Um, no love for the ATL? Nah, I mean, there's a lot of love for the ATL, Tyler. I'm sure you got a lot of love for the ATL, too. But Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, nah, sorry. That's a great stadium. They got a good soccer it team. It is. It's Trey a great Young. stadium. Trey Young out there. The Migos, that, that, Jermaine that Dupree, Ludacris, Young Jeezy. <sighs> Sorry, Falcons fans, if you're listening, but uh, it's going to be a long, long season. Mm-hmm. But there's places and things to do in Atlanta to take your mind off the losses. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on up to the NFC North, and it's another one of those divisions where I'm not sure about the other two teams, but I know about a good two team. Uh, tandem that could, you know, challenge each other in this division this season. Obviously, the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers are back without Devontae Adams. Um, but I'm not sh- – and I think the Vikings might be their biggest challenger. I love that offense. I love that offense a lot with uh, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and Adam Thielen. Um, but the Lions and Bears, I'm not, I'm not sure they're going to get as much love from me as uh, – just like, just like the Falcons and the Panthers, they're not going to get much love from me. Yeah, I'm really excited to see the Packers play uh, this season because I think there was kind of a, a culture shift in Green Bay. They put all their like chips and all their stock. There was like Aaron Rodgers. Yes, you're still a multi-time MVP, the reigning MVP. But we're to help you out. We're going to bolster the defense. We lost Devontae Adams, but we're going to focus on the defense, and we think. This offense is still good enough because we have you to compete and be a Super Bowl contender. So this Packers defense, they retooled, reloaded, and they are looking really good on paper and defense. Now the offense, I mean, you can't make up for the loss for Devontae Adams. However, the rookie receiver with the most pressure on him this season 
is Christian Watson, the uh, receiver that they drafted in Green Bay. I mean, he's going to have to step in and contribute uh, a big way immediately. And I want to see how he uh, performs uh, his rookie year because if he, if Aaron Rodgers um, trusts him, you know he's going to throw him the ball and he's going to have every opportunity to succeed in Green Bay. But, you know, on offense, I do think they're going to rely a little bit more on their running game with, you know, Aaron Jones and Dylan. And then, you know, throw too, because you have the, the best, probably the best or second, third, top three quarterback in still football. Uh, but I really want to see how this defense performs because the pressure is going to be on them because they really focused on their defense this offseason. When I look at the Vikings, I mean, I don't trust Kirk Cousins at all. I do not like Kirk Cousins. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's a average quarterback, and I, he leaves a lot to be desired. But I do like obviously Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook uh, from Yoa Neck of the Woods down there in South Florida. I do think they have a pretty good offense, uh, despite Kirk Cousins throwing them the football. And then their defense is pretty good. Eric Kendricks from Fresno, California. I got to add to my homeboy shout out. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, I do like the Vikings, but I the quarterback just that's why I don't think they're going to be. Yeah. Players. All right. So let's touch base on Green Bay real quick. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to be MVP this year. If, if Green Bay has any chance this season, Aaron Rodgers has to be the MVP. I'm talking like 4,500 yards, at least like almost 40 touchdowns. <laughs> interceptions got to be low. I mean, he's been doing this. Uh, you know, he's been doing this recently. Last season, he had 37. The year before that, he had 48. Um, you know, so he's got to get up to 40 touchdowns again. It's really easy to do that when uh, Devontae Adams is your number one target. I just don't know who's going to be the number one target on this Green Bay roster. It might be Aaron Jones at the running back position. Could be A.J. Dillon again. But, you know, you're really hoping that Sammy Watkins can come in and give you some kind of spark. Um, you know, Christian Watson, like you said, I don't think he deserves maybe the pressure that you gave him, Tyler, just now. Because I think for me, this is all on Aaron Rodgers, and this is all on the Packers front office. Um, at the end of the day, they let Devontae Adams walk. Um, and whether, you know, we believe or don't believe that, you know, the Packers offered Devontae Adams the most money, but he was ready to move on or whatever the case in the story might be. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers knows he's in his final seasons as a quarterback in the NFL. Um, but this is on this is on Aaron Rodgers in their front office. You let Devontae Adams walk, and that's your best player outside of your quarterback. Um, I'm not sure how they're going to do it, but they're going to have to do it, and it's going to have to be all on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders. Um, that run game is going to really be reliant. They're going to have to really rely on that. These guys are going to have to average, you know, 1,000 yards each. Um, you know, hopefully you build some depth at the receiver position, and hopefully like that defense, like you mentioned, Tyler, uh, we're such an offensive league that, uh, there's very few teams out there that are really defensive stalwart teams. And, you know, the Packers spent their first two first-round picks on Georgia players, defenders from that Georgia defense last year. Good picks. Yes, yeah, see, I do disagree with you a little bit there because, one, it's a lot to ask for somebody to win three MVPs in a row. <laughs> so, I mean, that that's a tall order right Man. there. I think Aaron Rodgers can do it because of, you know, how good he is. But the – the Packers are moving like they are going to rely on their defense a little bit more than they rely on Aaron Rodgers' uh, heroics. 
I mean, when you sign, uh, re-sign Jair Alexander to a, you know, big deal, you still, you know, have Preston Smith and Campbell at, on defense. I do think they, and then, you know, the first round picks, uh, both defenders, I do think they're like, okay, we're not going to be as uh, efficient and high-powered on offense any longer. We're still going to be good on offense because we have, in our opinion, a top-two quarterback in the NFL. But our defense is going to be the reason why we're going to win these championships. And you can make the case the Rams' defense is a huge reason why they won the championship last season. I mean, I do like what the Packers did on defense. And I do think that is going, that will be the reason why they will be NFC champions if they do make it that far. This because of their defense, not because Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in football or MVP. But this is where I remind you, Tyler, Aaron Rodgers is a regular season quarterback, man. Oh, here you go. He's a regular season quarterback. This guy shines in the regular season. There's a reason he's the regular season MVP because he can't do anything in the playoffs, Tyler. It's been 10 years. We're going on 11 years, Tyler. We're going on 11 years. You know how long it's been since, since Aaron Rodgers played in a Super Bowl? You know how long he can't even get past the 49ers in the playoffs, man? You got a buy, you got a postseason buy, and you can't do nothing with the postseason buy. They give you a week off in the postseason. A week off. You don't have to play nobody the first week of the postseason. They let you play the week two of the postseason. You don't have to play anybody. You advance to the second round. You advance to the second round. And what do you do? You lose at home. You lose at home to Jimmy Garoppolo and the 49ers. What do you what are, he's a regular season QB, Tyler? He hasn't won a You're Super Bowl in so long. This is not a grudge against Aaron Rodgers. I'm just speaking the truth. I'm not wrong here. I'm not he, wrong he here. Does, he does have he does have some Super Bowl jewelry. Yeah, yeah. He one. Yeah, a that. little yeah. <laughs> A little <laughs> one little you ring can't there. Call a regular <laughs> season quarterback if he's won a Super Bowl. I mean, it's been 10, 11 years. You know, people go careers like this. Aaron Rodgers has had a whole nother career after after the Super Bowl. And it hasn't had the, uh, enough playoff wins. Not enough that for him, at least. <laughs> so, do you have the Packers going to the playoffs, at least, correct? I mean, yeah, everybody does. Uh, Aaron oh, Rodgers does, too. Does. Aaron Rodgers do does, Packers, too. Do you have a, the Packers winning a playoff game? Do, does Aaron Rodgers have the Packers winning a playoff game? I don't no, think no, so. I'm, I'm I don't think no. so. No. Oh, no. First no. round, wow. first round exit. First round exit for sure. First round wow. exit. For so sure. they're not. Are, are they? They're going to lose. Buy? No, no, no. They're not going to get a buy. They're just going to lose the first game. Lose they're the going game. to lose in a wild card round. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're going to be at home too. They're going to be at home too. Well, I'm willing. Think to bet about down that. On that. I'm willing. To I'm, bet it down I'm willing to bet it too because you're going to forget by that time. By that time, <laughs> January comes around, Tyler. Man, no love for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Just a regular season quarterback. Listen, that is so disrespectful. Listen, man, I like playoff quarterbacks, man. I don't like regular season quarterbacks. You know, it is what it so is. So you got Matthew Stafford over Aaron Rodgers now, huh? I mean, he can win. He could win in that NFC title game. He could win NFC playoff games. You know, I mean, Aaron Rodgers has one playoff game. I mean, he can get to the Super Bowl. You know, the Matt Stafford and Aaron Rodgers, they got the same amount of little jewelry that we were talking about here. A little Who jewelry. you got? Who you talking about? Who you got, Tyler? And I already told you who my NFC pick is. I got I got the Rams, but I, I'm not going to disrespect Aaron Rodgers like that. I mean, it's mm, so it's not disrespectful. I it's just so listed all of his. I listed nothing but facts. There's nothing against Aaron Rodgers. Great quarterback of all time. 
congrats on all the MVPs for the regular season. Um, let's get another Super say, Bowl MVP. Say, say, say Super Bowl champion. Uh, a say Super Bowl champion, yeah, 11 okay. years ago. Super Bowl champion 11 <laughs> years ago. Congrats, 11 years. For the past 11 years, somebody else won a Super Bowl, Aaron Rodgers. It's not you. Uh, it'd be nice for you to win another Super Bowl. You had the best receiver, one of the best receivers of all time. You went to MC title game three straight years. Nothing. Nothing. You can't even get back to the Super Bowl. He's an NFC title game quarterback. That's what he is. It, you act like going to the Super Bowl is some easy feat. It is easy to get there, stop it. Listen, man, listen. I understand. I understand it's difficult. This is why we hold these players in high regard. The the Dallas Cowboys haven't been to the Super Bowl since the mid-90s. So, I mean, they, they're so-called America's <laughs> That's a perfect transition to the NFC East portion of the podcast, Tyler. And I'm telling you what the Cowboys, Eagles, Washington football team, and the New York Giants, um, I'm ready to wrap up the podcast, Tyler. How about you? Uh, I want to talk some NFCs. I want to stay here forever. So. NFC East? NFC East, guys? I mean, come on. Like, we're going to give the Cowboys about two minutes, and I'm going to spend about 10 seconds on all the three other teams. Okay. All right. Here's my – we're going to do our two minutes on the Cowboys now, and I, I can't wait to show you how quickly I talk about the other three teams in this, in this okay. division. Okay, let's go. All right, so, Tyler, every season we talk about this, we end up laughing, and it's so sad, but it's so true. Nobody gets to the playoffs. Nobody does it better than leaving early, maybe outside of Aaron Rodgers, than the Dallas Cowboys, Tyler. Why do the Cowboys always do this? Why do we put so much on them, Tyler, every single year? Dak, Zeke, CeeDee Lamb, no more Amari Cooper. Got a great team, great team, great stadium, you know, great place in the country, good food, good barbecue. Mm -hmm. Jerry Jones, Jerry World. I mean, great defense, Michael Parsons, Mm -hmm. Trevon Diggs. I mean, well, Mm -hmm. is this going to be the year, Tyler? Is this going to be the year the Dallas Cowboys put it together? So you you want to spend the ten seconds on the other three teams after my answer? I don't even want to spend. I don't even want to spend any seconds on those other three teams. Is this going to be the year the Dallas Cowboys put together? Well, let me just say this first: the NFC East hasn't had a repeat winner since two thousand three, two thousand four. So if the Dallas Cowboys win, it'll be the first time you know there's been they've won back to back division titles and almost 20 years in that division. And the Eagles did it last. Um, the Dallas Cowboys, I think the loss of Amari Cooper is a bigger issue than what people are letting on. I agree. He was the number one receiver. And now you're asking C.D. Lamb. He is talented, to, but he's going to be guarded by number one receivers. I mean, cornerbacks week in and week out. And last year, that was Amari Cooper. So that's going to be a challenge for him. Ezekiel Elliott, He's another year older, and he's lost a step. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> he's not the same running back. You got Pollard in there. Uh, he's pretty good. He's a, a quicker, uh, more agile runner than Ezekiel Elliott at this stage of his career. Dak Prescott, I think fringe top 10 quarterback. So you, you, you do have some pieces there on offense. On defense, you know, yes, I do like Micah Parsons. I like Trayvon Diggs. You know, you have some, you know, pretty good guys there on defense. But 
They're just an accident waiting to happen in the postseason. All the time they do this. All the time. They just make mental mistakes. Penalties. They don't perform penalties. up to their level. Yeah, penalties. penalties. Ten plus penalties, penalties against the, the 49ers. The count at home at AT&T Stadium. Then you run a quarterback draw <laughs> with seconds left in the game. Like, what are you doing? The Cowboys. The Cowboys had eight penalties during the course of this podcast already, Tyler. Right. It, it's just that on paper they have the talent to win the division. They're and just break so that streak. Just so mentally frustrating. But yes. <laughs> you you just this. You have you get the sense that something catastrophic is going to happen to Dallas during the season or very early on in the playoffs that will derail their season their season and just ruin it. So that's we all we all know it's coming. We just don't know when it's going to happen to Dallas Cowboys. Micah Parsons says he believes that Micah Parsons and Trevon Diggs could be the next Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Like that kind of confidence, I love Micah Parsons as a player, Tyler. Let me tell you, one of my favorite players when he was coming out of that draft out of Penn State. Um, you think they have the potential to be the next Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey? No. <laughs> no. Aaron Donald is in the same breath as Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, mm. one of the best defenders of all time. Uh, Micah Parsons, yes, he's a very talented he's really good, linebacker. Man. But there's a, a whole nother level you got to get there. And Jalen Ramsey, um, besides the Super Bowl, people are afraid to throw <laughs> to Jalen Ramsey. Uh, people throw to Diggs all the time. And there's a reason why he's getting those interceptions. But he's also mm-hmm. giving up big plays, too. So I like the confidence. Love it. But I do think that they have a long way to go to reach that. Listen. And, I, they, and they have some jewelry, like I said. Jewelry. Uh, well, it takes everybody some time to get some jewelry, Tyler. And I think Micah Parsons um, obviously has a step, you know, some steps he needs to take to get into that Aaron Donald category. But I really love his talent, man. He's a really talented player. Um, he could really play like DB safety if you really put him out there to play. Um, and he's already an outside linebacker. Um, you know, just to, to me to have the versatility and the capability to kind of play at all three levels of the defense as a defender um, just shows how much talent you have. Uh, we'll see how he does with the sack totals this year. And I think Diggs, you know, these cornerbacks, they have big seasons, man, when you know, they're just getting to the football. And sometimes the next season, they're not going to get as many interceptions um, because they're not around the football as much or their other quarterbacks are making sure they're not around it. So we'll see how this prediction is. But I love the confidence and I love the uh, the swagger it takes to make that kind of statement. And now it's time to kind of follow through if you want to live up to that hype. Yeah, the, the Cowboys, they're notorious for having uh, big talk and not living up to expectations. So then that brings me to the other teams in the division. And I won't spend as long stop it to uh, appease you on the other three teams in the, you know, the NFC East. Let me just but do this for I, you. Let me just do this for you, Tyler. Really quick. Ready? Go ahead, the go Giants ahead. had one of the best drafts in the NFL, Kayvon Thibodeau in that left tackle. Uh, the Eagles got a Neil. great receiver. Got a great receiver. Mm-hmm. Washington, good luck with Carson Wentz. Boom. NFC West. Done. The NFC East, man. You NFC East. Them- NFC East. My bad. They done. They're done. The oh worst conference of all the football. Done. See, I, I do have to give the Eagles a little bit more respect than that. Okay, though. okay. Because we can, we can show some paper, Philly. they have a better, <clears throat> and this might be controversial, 
a better roster than the Dallas Cowboys on paper. A better roster uh, than on the Dallas yes, Cowboys on yes. paper. You look at Ooh. their offense and defense, their skill players, and uh-huh. you know their front seven uh, and okay. their secondary on defense. I mean, you, I'm talking about A.J. Brown. You got Devontae Smith, who I like at receiver, Miles Sanders. Defense, you got Fletcher Cox. You got Darius Slade. They got James Bradbury. I mean, these are Pro Bowl caliber players that got some players. the Philadelphia Eagles have. Now, the huge question mark is their quarterback, Jalen Hurts. What are you going to do at quarterback? Are you going to show some improvement? Are you going to be uh, a more refined passer, more refined pocket passer? Are you going to deliver the football accurately? Are you going to cut down on turnovers, interceptions? I mean, there are a lot of questions surrounding Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Now, if he plays like a top 15, top 13-ish quarterback, I think the Philadelphia Eagles could win the NFC East. They have the talent, but the question is, how good will Jalen Hurts perform this season? Because like I said, if he performs like a top 13-ish quarterback, the Philadelphia Eagles have the talent to beat the Dallas Cowboys and win the NFC East. I almost forgot, Tyler, and I think you kind of did too. Eagles made the playoffs last year, man. Yeah. They made the playoffs last year. They just I had mean, to go they, up they, against they, the GOAT. They, they were the definition of backing their way in the playoffs because they, they got drum rolled by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They got backed into the playoffs, but they got into the playoffs. And I think they when did. you when you add A.J. Brown, it definitely helps that offense. It should definitely mm-hmm. help Jalen Hurts in his uh, year three, I believe, year three for Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think he's a good quarterback. I think, I, you know, I'm not as confident in Miles Sanders maybe as you may be. I think the Eagles need a little bit more of their run game to support Jalen Hurts, and they're going to have to rely on that defense. Um, and, you know, one team I kind of look at here in this division, NFC East, I'm looking at the Giants, man. I think they might be a year too early right here for, for the conversation I want to have with them. Um, you know, they had the best draft with Evan Neal, like you said, left tackle out of mm-hmm. Alabama and Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, you get those two guys in top 10, you know, with two picks in the top 10. That's a great draft for any team. Um, you got Daniel Jones at quarterback. I want to see what Brian Dable, the new Giants coach who came over from Buffalo, does with Daniel Jones. I think Brian Dable was the orchestrator and why Josh Allen's career really took off um, because of his offense. Um, you know, I think it's why. The Daniel Jones has a chance. I mean, this is his last season. He didn't get re-signed to a new contract yet. So the Giants are going to be in the market for a quarterback. And I think good on them to hit on position players in that draft with two top 10 picks. Um, but they're going to be in the quarterback market real soon. Uh, and a big, for all they know, for all you know, a big free agent could end up with the Giants, you know, in the next year or so. We'll see. Um, maybe they don't have to go the rookie route. Um, I don't know if they're going to be that bad to be at the bottom of the standings again and up up there in the draft order next year, the Giants. Um, could be, could be not. There could be a lot of bad teams in this NFC, I'll tell you that much. Um, with Seattle being right up there, with um, with the Falcons being right up there. Um, but I think, like you said, the Cowboys are just always frustrating. Uh, the Eagles are certainly on the rise. And um, we definitely spent way too much time in the NFC least. No, Way no too love much for the time. Commanders. I think the Commanders are better than the Giants. I mean, I yeah. Think the Giants okay, are sure. in the basement of the NFC East, and the Commanders are going to be third. And you got those four first-round picks at mm-hmm. the defensive line. Yeah, Carson Wentz uh, is suspect. We all know that, but okay, you got good. Terry McLaurin. You know, you got some. You know, some. 
pieces on that team. So I do like what the commanders have going in D.C. I just don't like their quarterback situation. Yeah, same here. And I love Ron Rivera as a coach. Mm-hmm. See? See? You, you're, you're agreeing with me a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you're agreeing yeah. with me. Are we done talking about the NFC least, Tyler? So you have the Cowboys winning now. I'm, if I'm forced to pick one, yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you know I, what? I'm going to pick the Eagles. I'm going to pick the Eagles right now. NFC wow. champion, NFC East champion Eagles. The New York in me, the red giant shirt I'm wearing right now is, is hurting right now. But I'd pick the Eagles over the Cowboys this season. Why not? Wow. Okay. Okay. You didn't sound Why too not? confident in that pick. I mean, they both made the playoffs last year. Cowboys, they, they did. They the Cowboys did. can back themselves into a playoff loss the same way the Eagles can. So. I have the Cowboys winning, but I'm going to leave room to change my mind later on in the season. I want to see how Jalen Hurts performs. So my, it's not an ink. My, my prediction is not an ink. It's in a pencil uh, and a light-colored pencil. Like I wrote real lightly on a piece of paper. But huge eraser. NFL offseason. It's almost done. Less than 26 days till training camp begins. Thanks for listening this week. Next week, we'll have an AFC preview. You'll hear all about how Tyler is turning us back on the Chiefs next week. Uh, but thanks for tuning in. If you haven't already, guys, download the USA Today Sports Plus app in your Apple Store and in your Google Play. Remember, guys, we want you to fan harder with USA Today Sports Plus. See you again next week. It's a football podcast. Find it now on the USA Today Sports Plus app, where the biggest fans fan harder.